Yes, it's dangerous. It's dangerous because God wants us to become reckless in our living. Have you heard the word reckless abandon? It means you have a purpose that you don't care whatever it takes to see that purpose come to pass. So living dangerously simply means that you're marshalling all your strength, your expertise, your know-how to achieve a goal. So live dangerously because Christ lived dangerously to purchase the life you're living. If his life wasn't dangerous, he wouldn't have been killed. Some of us are trying to save ourselves so much so that we've forgotten that we came here to fulfill a purpose. Every vision, don't forget, is for an appointed time. There's a time limit for what that whatever God has placed in your heart to be fulfilled. If you miss your opportunity, you see that you live here and go and nobody will remember you. Those that are remembered are those who live dangerously. They weren't reckless, but they took risk. I'll say that again. They weren't reckless, they took risk. And some of their risks were so huge that if they failed, they would have failed their whole generation. But thank God that if he is walking with you, because the word of God says that steps of a good man are ordered by the Lord. You see, no matter how your life turns out, it still inspires people. How many of you heard of somebody after they were dead? How many of you knew somebody, they were working hard, nobody heard about them, but they died and then their names became so popular, streets were named after them. One of them you know is Martin Luther King. From what I read and heard about him, whilst he was living, not many people believed in him. It was after he died that people sat down and evaluated what he used his life for and they realized that guy risked a lot to the point of his death. So with that said, I'm going to give you a scripture that relates to that and then we'll just dance a little bit around it and go home. Is that okay? Yeah. So for you YouTube uh, patronages, please make sure that these wonderful messages go far by making sure you share and subscribe to all our, uh, what do you call it, media channels. We're going to use Hebrews chapter 11, which we call the Hall of Faith for people who lived with God. Amen. Hall of Fame is for the world. Hall of Faith is for Christians. Hall of Fame is when a boxer has done so well, like Mike Tyson, Muhammad Ali. They've extinguished themselves. Now they use it, the term GOAT, G-O-A-T, great at all times. You see, but when you mention GOAT as Christians, it sounds icky in our ears because it doesn't sound right. So instead of us taking Hall of Fame, we'll take Hall of Faith. So Hebrews 11 lines up a lot of people who walk with God by faith and receive good report from God. 
And we'll look at the balance I just said in it. So in Hebrews 11.1 1, it says, Now faith is the substance of things who fall, the evidence of things not what? Faith. Not what? Faith. All is trying to tell you is faith is an active word. It's a, a word that puts you into an action mode. And the action is compel and propel, but what you know exists, but you can't see with your physical eye. And because you alone are the one seeing it, you live dangerously to see it happen. How many of you have a dream or a vision you share with your friends and they laugh at you to scorn? Don't blame them because what you saw they didn't see. What you heard they didn't hear. That's why experts advise that it's important to keep your dreams and visions to yourself until you're ready of your plan of action. Because when people can't see your head from your tail, how that can be achieved, the only thing they can do is to laugh you to scorn. But when you have begun to act and project the project to a point that they can see that, well, she mentioned this and now we're seeing a sign of that coming into reality. That's when you have people who believe in you come on board. I'm helping you young men, young women who are very zealous and ambitious to start a business. Don't share your business with anybody until you've put everything together and it's coming into what? Real sight for people to see because men are motivated by their sight but God sees the inward part of man. Anybody still here? Amen. So what man will call successful, man will call failure. What man will call failure, God will call successful. Is that all right? Yes. Amen. So in Hebrews chapter 11 verse 1, it made it clear that if you say you have faith, faith is not just a Christian thing. It's a lifestyle thing. Amen. Faith is not for Christians Faith is not for religious people. Faith is for everybody who wants to achieve something significant in life. Amen. Because without faith, it is impossible to please the God who created you. And you see, if he created you, then it means he has a piece of him in you. And he wants you to show that piece out to the world, or show it off, if you will, for the world to know that he's part of you. When we achieve our goals, our visions, and our dreams, it's bringing glory to God. Our potential is part of God's potential. That's why Paul said, I cannot my own self, though Jesus prayed that prayer, but Paul said, I can do all things through the Christ that what strengthens me. So Hebrews 11.1, 1, I made it easy, revisit it and read it again. It says, now, say now. Come on, shout it, say now. No. Shout it again, say now. No. Faith is not tomorrow, faith is now. So what God has laid on your heart is for you to take action when? No. When? No. When? No. Because when you take the step of faith, then you're walking in the line and in the light of God and God will bring you to where he wants you to go. So to cut the long story short, look at verse 4. It says, By faith, Abel offered unto God a more excellent sacrifice than Cain, by which he obtained witness that he was righteous, God testifying of his gift, and by it he being dead yet speaketh. 
So what I'm teaching you about living dangerously is not to give you a license to kill yourself before your time, but rather to live your life and live a mark. Because somebody said, oh, the apostle said, live dangerously. So I'll climb a mountain, climb this and jump and break my neck and die. No, that's what I'm, I'm, not, I'm that's not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is to every human being, God has given purpose. God has given dreams. God has given visions. Make sure that you live by faith to achieve those dreams so that when people come after you, your name will live on and you'll still speak. Amen. But look at verse 23 where we're going to draw our lesson today, verse 32. Why well, am I just mixing everything up? Is it because I'm excited? Yes. All right, let me hold myself down. 32, I said, right? Okay, you can read the whole book. The whole book talks about people who have achieved a lot and they have done a lot and they've received witnesses with God. But when you look at verse 32, where I want to just digress a little bit and show you the two facets of success, is where I wanted to see. Look at verse 32. You are there saying, Man. Amen. It says, And what shall we say? Or what shall I say more? What shall I say more? Because after he's mentioned those who did the great things and had great testimonies and great witnesses, then he came down to say that, No, there are some few people who live by faith too, but the outcome wasn't as favorable as this one. But they're still part of the hall of faith. Are you looking at what I'm looking at? Look at 32. It says, And what shall I more say? For the time will fail me to tell of Gideon, of Barak, of Samson, of Jephthah, of David, also somewhere, and of the prophets. So it's telling that there are more people. There are a lot of people who also did great things to the glory of God. But their outcome wasn't that which man would expect to see. But we have to also give them what? Honor and glory because they did exactly what God called them to. If you would analyze it, time will not permit us, but I spoke to you about Gideon earlier. Gideon saw himself as the least among the tribe. Their tribe was the least. It means that they were in man's eyes insignificant. He himself saw himself as a feeble man who hid to trash the corn so that his tribe would have something to eat. Because that time there was famine and the stronger and more powerful nations came and ransacked all their food. So God gave him the courage and the wisdom to hide the grain. And he alone, he went to thresh it, make it sure it's ready to be eaten and he came to distribute it. Let me tell you something. The most gifted people are the most insignificant and the most insecure people you can find. I'll say that again carefully. Our significance comes from our point of difference. Gifted people look different and they are more criticized. So sometimes if they don't have confidence enough, they seem to think that they are insignificant because of how people bash them. But you see, I've already told you the dichotomy, the two sides of life is when people can't see where you're going, they won't praise you. And even when you try, you threaten them so they will try to bring you down. My brother, my sister, don't take the part of more resistance. Take the part of least resistance where nobody will take. That's where you become the different. Anybody here? So Gideon was hiding until one day 
God sent an angel to visit him. Then look at a feeble person thinking he was hiding and then somebody come and call him, thou mighty man of valor. Ladies, 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 I think this will relate. You think you don't look good, not attractive, you don't have all it takes. You don't wear Louis Vuitton or Gucci or hold what? A Valentino bag. And all of a sudden, a handsome man came behind you and said, Hi, beautiful. You look around and say, Who is he talking to? Is he talking to me? Who is he talking to? I'm talking to you, that black lady, that, that beautiful chocolate lady right there. You, you in the white, in the white top. Mr. Gabe is laughing. We're relevant, right? We try to make it practicable. Then all of a sudden, he said, The white blouse. And then you begin to blush and shy. You see, it's natural with beautiful and natural with gifted people to take themselves for granted. Have you heard the statement, what's wrong with you? All of us heard it when we were kids growing up. What's wrong with you? What's wrong with you? It's rather something's right with me. Some of you haven't figured it out yet. What's wrong with you? Your brother is always quiet sitting down because he can't talk. I'm the talker in the family. I'm the one who is going to use talking as an ability and opportunity to become famous. Give me the right to be myself. So gifted people always take themselves for granted because of how society appears to them. I won't give too much time to this, but Gideon is our number one example. See, Gideon found favor in God's eyes because he stood out of that small tribe by taking risk. Hiding to trash corn is risky. Making sure you're not selfish, stretching the corn and bringing it to your people is a great feat. Selfish and self-centered people will not hide to trash the corn, let alone trash the corn and bring it out to his people. So God is looking for outstanding people. People who want to live recklessly dangerous lives. So the long story is in Kings, you can look for it. The Bible says that the angel told him, you're a mighty man of valor. Even though you might be seen a coward on the outside, you have what? Uh, bravery on the inside. And then the long story short, he told him, go in this thy might. Say, go in this thy might. What mind is he talking about? The power of God inside you. Not what you see on the outside. Hallelujah. So the whole story went. Gideon selected 3,000 people. God said they will get in your way. Put it into test. You see, when you start a project and people come on board and after a while they start dropping back, it's a test for you, the visionary. Yes. When you start a project, when you start a vision, when you start anything God has placed on your heart, and you get to a point and look as if all your supporters, my African brothers will say, what well, destiny helpers are fading out is a test to you, the visionary. Because it is your resolve that will prove to those who will come next on board to know that you are convinced by your own convictions. People want to be supported. People want others to support their vision. Whereas they themselves are not properly connected and they are not committed to their own vision. Man of God. Members are leaving. They are leaving because they are tired of the same messages you are preaching. Go deep inside of you. Ask yourself, God, you call me. Did you call me to be like the church next door? Or you've given me a unique and a special gift 
that fits my kind of nature and the people you give me. You see, the mistake we make is we're trying to outdo somebody. You don't know the kind of music they're listening to. Stop trying to outdance them. Is it a good English word? If they're listening to reggae and you're listening to high life or hip hop, you might be doing the wrong dance. Listen to your own music. Create your own style of dance. Stand up from among the rest. Why? Because the world is so, so tired of cheap copies. They're looking for original. There are cheap copies in the world. There are cheap copies in the church too. Trying to dress up like somebody who's already successful. Trying to talk like somebody. They admire so much. It's good to admire somebody. But admiration is babyhood stage. When you're a child, you want to act like your dad, talk like your dad, your dad is shaving, you don't have facial hair, you're trying to shave. But after you've grown up and become a man, you do grown man things. That's why the topic is what? Live dangerously. Because in your comfort zone, you can't make any impact. But for you to get out of your comfort zone simply means that you see something nobody sees. So for us to come back to our tests, these men, the Bible says at time, were not allowed for them to talk about them. But they did wonderful things. Gideon, Barak, Samson, Jephthah. You know the story of Jephthah. Very powerful story. He went to win victory for his brothers, brothers and sisters. Commit, made a commitment to God. That the first thing he sees is going to sacrifice. This man is an honorable man. Even though he sacrificed the child that is so dearly loved, he proved to God that I won't love anything you've given me more than you. His name became a household name and is now in a hall of faith because of that. To a human being, he failed, but to God, he made it. Why am I saying all these things? I'm saying all these things because God will not give us any message without a witness. God will not tell you you could do something whereas he doesn't have testimonies around you to prove. You see, we're speaking about Bible, right? But there are people who are living right now that we can look at who started with nothing and has a lot. One of them is Tyler Perry. How many of you like the Madea series? Oh, yes. He started from sleeping in his car. Now he owns a studio. How many of you know Michael Jordan? Just a few weeks ago, we were chatting and his name came up, remember? And was looking at his network. That guy has a lot of money that he can count. But this guy was disqualified by his basketball, high school basketball coach. Some of you wants to know people's success without going deep down to look at their story. Every success must have a story. I use the word must because without a success story, that success is no success. It's a dew overnight. And let me tell you, when the sun rises, that dew is gone. But when you have time, like a river, to have a source and flows through your source, you flow through every nation, every Tom, Dick, and Harry will have a taste of you. Amen. Because that's how God made it. You have to find out first what God has called you for. We know of Steve Jobs. How many of you know of Steve Jobs? 
That guy has a lot of money. He started just like everybody else. Let me mention my, you know, black brother. How many of you know Steve Harvey? Yes. Steve Harvey now does everything. See, we can relate to Bible and think that it happened in the past. But I'm telling you the here and now. You know somebody in your family who had nothing, but is going somewhere. You can see the trace. Why do we always make knowledge that God has given to us his word always religious and act as though it cannot be reached? The devil is a liar. Every word of God is God bread. It should be made relevant. So that people can achieve and attain it. You see, if you have a vision, a goal, or a dream, and you don't live dangerously or, or recklessly to see it happen, it still stays on the drawing board. You die, and that dream will never come to pass. I came as God's servant to remind you that if God has given you an inkling, a small bit of a dream, of a vision, it's your choice to live comfortably, and see time pass by you or make a choice to live dangerously to see it happen. Amen. Invest all the money you have. Prepare yourself for what God has prepared for you. God always leaves us with examples because he doesn't want us to walk without any motivation. Some of you, your very parents are your heroes and your sheroes, but you don't know. Because your eyes everywhere looking at people somewhere else, patterning yourself after them. It's important for you to have a mentor. It's important for you to have a coach in your life who will direct you as you go on your journey to fulfill your God-given destiny. God is always clear about the fact that if you make the attempt and even don't get to your destination, you made it anyway. That's why I brought the last part. Because from 1 to 30, 31, it's telling you about people who made it. If you have time to read, it says some their children were torn asunder. They didn't even reach the kingdom they're seeking for. But the key to their life is they made the attempt. Don't live a comfortable life because you're comfortable. The world is depending on you for you to bring out that product God put on your heart. Amen. The world is waiting for you to polish that gift he's placing you so that the people you met in your generation will be better than they've been because they look at you and you become an inspiration. Amen. How many of you know that human beings set pace for others to follow? I hear... Uh, Track and field, there was a time they couldn't break a hundred meters record or something. And one athlete did that. From there on, people have been breaking that record. Every human being needs an example. They need somebody to look up to. They need something to refer to. To say that, well, if they did it that way, I'm on course and I'm going the same direction. I'll definitely make it. If they made it, I will also make it. Hallelujah. Every attempt you make to fulfill your destiny gains you a credit in the sight of God. Amen. Every attempt, I didn't say after winning, but every attempt to become the best father. God gives you the grace to do that. After every attempt to become the best human being, God gives you the opportunity. I was sharing with somebody last Friday. I said, listen, I would never want to be perfect. 
Because my experience in life is both my what? Good decisions, my bad decisions, and my indifferent decisions. You know the indifferent? The procrastinating type. Knowing you have to do this because it will add up to the value of what you're doing to help other people. But you pushed it away until the opportunity given was passed. Some of us have had great opportunities, but we felt we were not good enough to take it. Some of us were so dearly wants to do uh, something that we made a decision and that decision backfired. Some of us also make good decisions and it's serving us right. Don't take anything out of it, my brother, my sister. Because it's all these things that is making you a whole person. It's maturing you. It's bringing you to a place that when you talk, people wonder, where did he go to school? Listen, people, school doesn't build people anymore. School just makes you wreck, what do you call it? Student loans. <laughs> Look at the subjects they teach in schools now. It's not practicable, it's not relevant. And then you finish school, a whole bachelor's degree with 25,000, 30,000 loans. You see, what helps people to succeed in life is one, discovering their purpose here yes. and training themselves in that regard. So if you're a good orator, don't waste your time speaking gibberish. Use every word as a speech, every word as a motivation, every word that comes out of your mouth should be leading people in the direction of your purpose in life. That's why we have a clear uh, what kind of passion? Don't you see that? We're here to educate. We are here to equip. We are here to empower. We're here to motivate people. You see, being that passionate separates us from the crowd. Because everybody wants to be prophetic. Everybody wants to do deliverance. Who does the teaching? Who does the education? See, there's a difference between teaching and education. In education, there are two paths. Where you help people discover what they are, what they want to achieve, and guide them to fulfill that so that they will also become leaders in their field. In this church, we don't restrict people. If you come to just this church and stay here for a while, you can realize that our goal is to help you shape in the future God has given you so that at the end of the day, you fulfill your God-given destiny. My destiny is what I'm following. Why do I have to let you or force you to follow what God called me to follow? You're here to help me fulfill mine and in that respect you fulfill yours as well. So when a member or one of my leaders said I've been called to preach here, there's no point of argument. I know I've trained them so well to go do what they're supposed to do. One of the choir members said I have a gig here, I gotta go sing. I said go sing brother. Go sing, sister. I'm not insecure about it. You know why? Because I know my purpose. Yes. At the end of the day, if you don't know what God has called you to do, attach yourself with somebody who is going somewhere. Amen. And in that direction, God will grant you the grace to find yours. Amen. Don't always think about yourself and think that you're the only failure in life. Go, I'll give you an assignment. Go and read the biography of people that we, 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 we really uh, celebrate today. And realize that some of them were worse than you. The only difference is they lived dangerously. 
They made decisions that brought disgrace to them. They gathered themselves, rerouted, turned around, made another decision, backfired. They said, no, not me. I'm still young. I have time. I can make it happen. Made another decision. He brought them a little further. And they said, well, now I found a foundation. And they started building. Before they even attracted the world's attention, they won their community first. You can't be a success in the world if your, world, your community doesn't know you. Remember that. Charity begins at home. If in biblical scripture, the Bible says you will be witnesses in, of me first in Jerusalem. Jerusalem is your home. Jesus said this. It's very, very uh, serious statement, but I'm going to explain it to you. You see, a prophet is not accepted in his own country. So let me tell you the fact of the matter. The fact of the matter is those that will discourage you are the closest people you have. But guess what? They are still the potential of people who announce you before the world will know you. So if you're not accepted and now your people are accepting you, guess what? They'll run everywhere and tell about you. So if they don't believe you, they don't accept you, that's not the license for you to quit. The license is for you to work hard so that they begin to see the potential that you carry. So when they're testifying about you to somebody else, they know you can deliver. Tell somebody you need to deliver. Come on, say like you mean it. Say you need to deliver. Because certain platform doesn't allow certain mistakes. So whilst you're in your community, you're practicing your craft. You can have the opportunity to make mistakes. But you don't want a CNN kind of mistake. When everybody knows you and everybody knows your name. See, this is a simple message to motivate you. I've told you. That's all we do. Educate, equip, motivate, and empower. This is to motivate you for you to know that if you've made a mistake, that's not the end of it. It's part of the process. Go back to the drawing board. Go to the God who called you. Let him empower and strengthen your spirit. Ask him, Lord, which other way? You say, pursue. Chase after the dream. You'll recover all. That's what he told David. What mistakes have you made in these five months of the year? What are some of the mistakes you made in the past? That has already disqualified you. That you feel that you're finished. Please, time is running out. Put in all your effort. Marshal all your strength. Ignore all your naysayers. They've made mistakes too. They're not just telling you. Find a good mentor. Somebody whose word means a lot to you. I'm just helping you. Somebody, when they speak, their word means a lot to you. They will tell you the truth, no matter how it will hurt you. Surround yourself with people who believe in you, whether you have it or not. Because there are still people around like that. Yes. Good people. I have some here. I don't want to turn the camera for you to see them. They're very dear to me. Find two or three people who when you, you're trying to procrastinate, you're trying to give up, they come and not just lullaby you or be a cheerleader. They'll become your commandant. Get up. Don't be lazy. Wear that suit. Let's go. People, when you're 
you're making it, they're excited for you, but you don't see it. Because they know you'll make it anyway. Those of you looking for uh, amen and hi and likes on social media, it's not real. It's not. People are depressed over that. When you put things on Facebook, just leave it. See, that's why they call it World Wide Web. It's going everywhere and anywhere. And by the time you realize, you might have forgotten. But somebody saw your video somewhere. And now you have 100,000, 1 million views. And they're talking about you, but you didn't know. Yeah. It took them 10 years to discover you. So don't quit. Don't give up. Amen. I was sharing with a friend. I said the most discouraging thing is you thought you did well. You put it on. Every morning you go see and it's only two views, two likes. It's a deception. It's a deception. It's helpful, but don't live your life on social media. It's not real. Live your life. See, this is what I call close-knit relationship. People that are closest to you. They will inspire you. When you're going wrong, they can call your attention to it. And they'll tell you, listen, we have a, a vision to fulfill. You can't give up. Amen. Most importantly, invest in yourself. Things doesn't just happen. People make it happen. So what do you want to become? What are you trying to project to the world? What has God laid on your heart that you want the whole world to see and enjoy? Or the whole world to come support you? Don't pray for destiny helpers. They will come chase after you. My philosophy about destiny helpers is they have to see where you're going before they will come. But imagine God gives 20 people. Give you 20 people who don't know where you're going. You frustrate them. You all go anywhere. So follow the dream. Be patient. The Bible says that you are in need of patience. That after you've done the will of God. What's the will of God is talking about? The purpose why you're called is the will of God for your life. After you've done it, you inherit the promise. The promise of abundance. The promise of fame. The promise of being everywhere. Now you're tired. You're afraid of paparazzi. How paparazzi will harass you. See, by the time you get there, if you followed the right process, God would have built you for the paparazzis. If this message has blessed you, this is Wisdom Connection. I'm your servant, Apostle Adi. Till next week, Keep turning the pages. Build yourself strong. God bless you.